Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewhale.com and check it out. Joining me today is my friend, fellow Toronto entrepreneur, Dan Dembski. You might have heard Dan on another podcast. You might know him as the co-founder of Unbound Merino. Then you got started a few years ago launching really Merino wool for people who want to travel and not have to check a bag. And you launched on Indiegogo. I believe that you, you'd raised three or 400000 on on the crowdfunding, and that really served as the validation to to launch Unbound. And when the pandemic hit, because it had, I think you know, would know the stats better than me, but 96 to 100% decline in travel, you really had to reposition your messaging and talking about your products pretty quickly to get uh, up and rerunning again with just such a, a halt on the industry for the past year. That's right. We had to. Uh, it was a weird, weird time, but we had no choice but to figure it out. And figure it out, we we did. It is. It, it still is weird. Yeah. Um, like I think you, you're one of the few people I've seen in person over the last twelve months. Yes, it was great. We did barbecue, and it was one of the best days of the entire pandemic. Oh, well, I appreciate that, and hopefully, we have a lot more post pandemic too. That are the food's just as good, but a little bit more company. Yeah. Whenever you're ready, I'm ready to eat. But yeah, it was a it was a it was a really tough time. It, and, and being a travel product, we might, you know, you could think of how many industries were are just completely completely underwater because of the pandemic. You know, if you were a fine dining restaurant or, you know, a lot of these travel brands. But in our case, although we were a travel product, um, that was just a positioning. The lifeline we had was that we're entirely direct consumer e commerce. So it's not like we had a bunch of wholesale accounts in retail that went belly up or anything. So we we just had to really say, well, the only major issue here is the fact that we 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 acquire new customers on this value proposition of you can pack less, experience more. We need to fix that fast. And that was our advertising. That was um, the messaging on our website throughout uh, how we spoke on social media everything so we just we our sales completely plummeted in march of 2020 right through april but by may we bounced back because we just rolled up our sleeves and just changed everything and it took us a while i would say we're still in the discovery phase of what are we without travel it's still something we mentioned but it's become a footnote instead of the lead Mm -hmm. but that's just what we had to do that's such a great analogy of adapting to be the the footnote instead of the the lead, but because you did really own your relationships with your customers, you could still do things like launch new products and say, you know, we're comfortable to wear around, even if you're not getting on an airplane and trying to cram three weeks worth of, of clothes into one backpack. Right. And that's exactly, exactly what we did. So our focus prior to the pandemic was largely on new customer acquisition. And that's because we're a, a, a young company. We're growing and growing as much as we can, you know, acquiring as much market share as we can was is to us was the name of the game. But when our ad advertising and, and all of our customer acquisition efforts 
grinded to a complete halt for one, because we were really, really honed in on that travel message. And two, people were not really spending on non-necessary items. Yeah. People didn't know what was going to happen for a solid two weeks. It was groceries, toilet paper, maybe Uber Eats and that's it. Yeah. And people didn't need a travel t-shirt, you know, especially a, a luxury item, a more expensive product. So, when our, our customer acquisition, you know, obsession, we were just, that was really what our company was all about because we had such a good message and we were able to just like spread really, really, really fast. Um, that's actually a, a pretty uh, bad analogy for a pandemic conversation here. Oh, well. <laughs> but, but, uh, but that's really what we were focused on. And uh, then when we, th- pulled back and said, well, what are we going to do going forward? Well, we've acquired all of these customers and we thought, why don't, instead of trying to focus so much energy on the marketing and acquiring a new customer, let's just think, it's like, well, our customers love us. You know, they're, we, we have a very, very high returning customer rate. Why don't we just work extra hard on now catering to our current customers and, and make new customer acquisition less of a priority and that was a necessity so that we can keep our revenues at a sustainable rate. So that really forced us to think about, well, what could we do in terms of new product development? Like, What would our customers like to see? We relied a lot on surveying customers. What product would you like to see next? Um, we went to some of our suppliers. We said, do you have any extra fabric that is, remains unsold? And that was a really good strategy so, because some of our suppliers had enough to make a couple hundred t-shirts of a color that we didn't have because, you know, they, they were left with some extra material from other orders that got canceled, things like that. And they were not massive quantities, but for, for them, it was great because they could unload this fabric that really was just sitting there. And for us, it was like, uh, well, we could make a, a, a limited edition t-shirt color and we could sell it to our VIP customers, you know, segment our list. Um, you just, you just hit on where exactly what I was going to ask next is, did you do that as sort of a limited release? Did you create new segments for it? So I'm just going to shut up and let you, let you keep talking because you're, you're answering the questions before I can even answer them <laughs> yeah, better it, than it, I can. We really only were buying a small quantity of stuff. So the first one we did, it was like only 110 shirts, you know, of, of a color that we weren't offering before. And we sold it out in minutes, right? And then what we realized, mm-hmm. well, like, well, that worked really well. And I think it sort of generated a little bit of buzz from our customers is that, you know, we started getting emails like, what? I, I got this email and it's already sold out. Uh, you know, it's only been a few hours. So it's sort of like that, if, you know, when Nintendo releases a new system and people are lining up or like PlayStation yeah, 5 comes out, you know, everyone Super wants Nintendo one. that fits in your palm kind of thing with all the games preloaded, but they don't have enough to go around. Yeah, there's always like this scarcity of uh, of the new consoles when they come out. And then what that does is it invites these people that otherwise may not have cared. My, my brother is a perfect example. My brother does not play video games. He has children, but he enjoyed going out and getting that PlayStation 5, which is an unbelievable thing for his son who gets a PlayStation 5, who wants it really, really badly. Mm-hmm. But my brother was getting it like there's there's a partial like selfish part of that which was like sport like can he be the dad that pulls it off there are people that want to get things because they're hard to get so we created this sort of like 
you know, inadvertently created this buzz factor to the fact that we were releasing these like small runs of of limited edition colors that our customers will already love us and they love our our you know standard colors, our black, our heather gray, our heather red, or whatever we were offering before. But now we have a sage green mm-hmm. and it's limited run. And from experience, they see how fast this stuff sells out. So People are really engaged with the email list. They're waiting for whatever's next. I think the 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 excitement of scarcity, the you know, be it limited time or limited quantities, is really really seductive to people. They really want to get it before it's gone. And we know we're not manufacturing the scarcity. It's not fake. It's really scarce. We don't have a lot of this material. What we were doing is we we're just we were doing a favor to our suppliers, buying like mm-hmm. excess fabric. We're being a great uh, buyer to them, we're helping them out, and then we're providing something fun and exciting, which is good marketing for our customers, and it's just worked out really well. And it gives you another reason to send them another email. There was a good thread on Facebook about how often uh, should I be emailing my customers, and the answer is always as frequently as you can without pissing them off. And things yes. like a limited release is a good reason that's not just you're not sending them the fourth uh, discount code for 10% off in four days. If they didn't click it on the first three days, you're just going to go right to the spam filter if you keep that up. Yeah. You know, that's something we always try to think of the lens of like, if I was just someone who liked, uh, I love Unbound Merino, but I have a different lens on it because we are Unbound Merino. But let's just say I was just a customer. Like what is like the threshold of what's annoying and what's like, uh, I actually care to, to see. And, and, you know, I th- I often think of, you know, in Toronto, you know, Porter Airlines. Mm-hmm. It's a local airline. It's one of the best airlines I've ever flown on. It's very, it's a very small airline, flies to very limited cities, small planes, but it doesn't. It tends to be relatively inexpensive for the experience you're getting. If it is. It, it's business class travel at economy prices. Yes, and the thing that I've noticed with them, which was very uh, instructive to me. Uh, of what not to do is the amount of seat sales that they have. I was on their email list. I would get multiple emails a day, uh, a week uh, about the price of this flight is a half price of seat sale. It's this cheap. It's this cheap. Right. And I would get so many of those that when I actually was ready to book a flight, either I would have a discount that was just sent to me like the day before or that week. And if there wasn't a discount code, I would feel like paying regular price was like overspending on Porter. I'm like, I just got to wait a few days. I know there's going to be a discount. And it, they they devalued their product, but they also like stopped paying attention. Like their seat sales didn't feel like events. It just felt like noise. Like they became noisy. So from a marketing standpoint, I don't particularly like Porter Airlines, which is weird because I think they're one of the greatest – airlines in terms of service and experience Mm -hmm. so um i just try to think from that perspective like are we sending too much are we becoming noisy like we sent an email uh a a couple weeks back announcing that we now uh accept after pay which is like you can split up the payment into four payments um nobody cared no one clicked in no one opened it like it just like it's on the site if you want to buy it. Like I was just thinking from a customer standpoint, like I, yeah, you know, we're already an expensive product. They're not looking for breaking it up a T-shirt into four payments necessarily. I mean, a few people came and 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 checked out with Afterpay from the email, but like compared to any other email that we sent, it was like 
it was like no one opened. It wasn't that, that wasn't holding them back from from purchasing. It just it just wasn't it wasn't exciting. But like when you have like new products and and cool new things happening, and if you have a sale but you don't, we only do it like once a year, then that's actually worth waiting for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just noisy. Like if there's a sale, that is a big deal for us. We very 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 sparingly do it. So just trying to think about like what would a what's that threshold where you're just annoying and what's the threshold where this is actually like, I actually value being on this mailing list. Yeah. And it's almost, if you were to think of a restaurant that has um, whatever the daily special is, sometimes people just want the special because they already know what you have. But if it's something just a little bit different, it almost takes that. uh, I heard it called the domino effect where if people are in the habit of like you with Porter, just not even reading the emails, but all of a sudden they see something that they might miss out on, it kind of removes that domino and softs the, the domino train of falling over of all the emails being marked as red. And it takes that out. So it's almost like that pattern interrupt without having to do the sale, do the sale, do the sale. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Awesome. I, I, I think, I think, I think, uh, slippery slope with sales it's tempting i think i can see a lot of people they 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 get high on the excitement of if you were to have like if we were to do a 20 percent off sale today we'd have a record sales day and that's like exciting to think like oh wow i i i would like to do that but we're we're, we're just toying with like other things like we we decided you know that sale lever will always be there and you also know that the longer you can push off without using it the more value it will be but running discounts it has diminishing returns like like you said you start to devalue your product so you have to think you have to be creative of what's what's in it today we're experimenting with something that's very different like we we took a shirt that it's not it's a it's a decent seller but it's not one of our better sellers and we're trying to sort of have a few less color options and and rotate more seasonal colors in so a few less core colors so we retired a color today. Which color? I need to it's our in. natural white. So we're we're the reason we're doing that is because we're off. We're going to offer a blended. So with merino wool, it's hard to get a pure white. Mm-hmm. So we found a new te- uh, fabric, which is a a blend of merino, which we don't. It's not our normal shirts. Normally they're hundred percent merino, but it's allowing us to have a truer white, and that's coming out soon. Oh, so cool. so we're retiring natural white, which is like an off white. It's nice. It's like a cream. But we're like it, we can do without this being a core color because we need to cut something. So we tested today. We did a fifty-fifty split test on the email, uh, testing whether um, retiring, saying that the co- the color is retiring in, in in the subject line, versus saying this is almost sold out, and just seeing how people reacted. And and so far, you wait, know, wait, hold on, Dan, 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 I'm going to cut you off. To make sure okay. people subscribe and join us for the next episode tomorrow where they find out the winner of the split test. Okay. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. Make sure you're subscribed. If you want to know which email won, make sure you're subscribed to Pitstop. I'll be back with Dan tomorrow where we find out which email thread did the best.
Getting an appearance on television in prime time can lead to a large number of sales. Just ask anyone who was in the tank pitching their business or the co-founder of TB12, what happened after he won the Super Bowl or whatever I'm allowed to call it in this ad for ShipBob. TB12 had four times their normal sales volume in December and they were able to get all of those orders out on time because they're partnered with ShipBob. You can partner with ShipBob too. Head to ShipBob.com, get a quote, see what difference it could make for your business. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to TripleWhale.com and sign up today.